Today on Locked On Ducks, the San Diego Goals played four, count them, four games over the past week. Join me on today's Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, all my fellow hockey fans. This is Jason J.D. Hernandez, the host of Locked on Ducks. However, this is the variant of Locked on Ducks today because we're going to talk all about the San Diego goals. And we're going to talk about the four games they played over the past week. But before we dive in, you can hear this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Or try asking Siri, hey Siri, play Locked on Ducks and hope you hear my dulcet tones on the other end. If you do, awesome. Also, be sure to hit the subscribe button if you have not already. So please check that out. We're going to dive right in. They played four games over the week. Two of those were against the Grand Rapids Griffins. Two of those were against the Colorado Eagles. The Griffins are an AHL affiliate of the Detroit Red Wings. Keep that in mind. On Wednesday at Pachanga Arena, it was a nice contest between... Cal Pickard, and Anthony Stolarz, both of whom have had NHL goaltending experience. And we'll jump right in. Very early in the game, both teams were flying down the ice. Giovanni Smith scored right away, only three minutes into the first, to give the Griffins a 1-0 lead. And then the goals woke up. They pretty much dominated the rest of that period. Despite the fact that Grand Rapids pretty much peppered Stolarz in the first maybe four or five minutes, after that... It was all San Diego from there, as Max Jones, who had just come down from Anaheim, he gets his first goal of the season as a San Diego goal to make it a 1-1 tie. And Justin Kloos and Chris Weidman got the helpers on that one. Then only 13 seconds later, and the way this one worked, this was right off the face-off. Face-off won by San Diego, kept the puck, seed off, Cedaroff then passed it to Alex Broadhurst down on the edge, and he had a nice, nice pass to Brent Gates Jr., who puts it away, and that made it 2-1 to San Diego, only 13 seconds apart. Yeah, Grand Rapids was pretty stunned at this point. They looked, went, what just happened? I mean, really, what just happened? <laughs> but they weren't done yet. After Justin Kloos took a high-sticking penalty, the incredible San Diego penalty kill was in store again and they worked their magic yet again as Chase DeLeo scored a shorthanded goal stop me if you've heard this before a shorthanded goal from Isaac Lundestrom and the way this one happened okay Grand Rapids had a massive advantage they were starting to take a lot of shots on their power play in fact the Griffins looked like they were this close to scoring But on a weird bounce and on a bad hop, San Diego found themselves on a nice little breakaway. And Chase DeLeo found himself all alone between him and Pickard. And DeLeo completely took advantage, scored the goal halfway through the first to make it 3-1 San Diego. That was their eighth shorthanded goal of the season. I still can't believe they have this many in such a short amount of time. So that's how the first period ended. It was 3-1 San Diego. They were looking really good. And then Grand Rapids kind of took over in that second period. San Diego fell asleep. Um, Not much foot movement there. You know, it was stagnant. It was just completely at a standstill. Joe Hicketts scored his first goal of the season to make it 3-2. to 
And then the third period started, and it got even worse for San Diego. I don't know what happened to their offense. I mean, they were trying to get some shots on goal, but they were not very high-quality shots. And credit the Griffins' defense for clogging up the lanes after that abysmal first period. And I have a feeling that the Griffins' coach, Ben Simon, was really pissed off by allowing that shorty. I mean, if you're a head coach, you'd be pretty ticked off, too, if you allowed a shorty, right? Although San Diego, to their credit, is one of the better teams in the AHL as far as penalty killing goes. Jacob Larson took a slashing penalty kind of late in the game, and that resulted in a tic-tac-toe goal, a power play goal from Chris Terry, his 12th of the season, to tie the game. And then only with a minute 27 left in regulation, Matt Ford put it away just past Anthony Stolarz on kind of a crash-the-net type of play. Grand Rapids did a really great job of clogging up the middle, but also they did a fantastic job of just putting shots on net. And that's something you're taught in youth. Even if you don't have the best of shot, at least put it on net, put it past the goalie or put it by the goalie pads, see if you can get a nice rebound. And that's exactly what happened there. There was rebounds beginning to happen for the Griffins. They were starting to get all the breaks. And what happened? Matt Ford scored his fourth of the season and the game-winning goal to make it a 4-3 victory and a crushing defeat for the San Diego goals. To lose in that fashion in the last minute, that's pretty painful. Here's what's really painful. Grand Rapids had 31 shots on goal to San Diego's 21. San Diego, I don't want to say they completely lost their edge, but they completely lost their... I mean, there's no way around it. They just didn't get as many shots as they would like. They were completely stopped by this, I guess, really stifling defense by Grand Rapids. So I got to give them a lot of credit. They had most of the puck possession for, I would say, the second and third period. This is a trend that would continue later on. But we'll get to that. Before we head to the first intermission, I want to remind you that you can hear other Locked On NHL podcasts, including Locked On Sharks, hosted by C. Morley and Kyle Demetrius. You could also listen to Locked On Kings, hosted by Sarah Avampado. They both do a fantastic job on their respective Locked On podcasts, so check them out as well. More to come after the first intermission. Stay locked in. Yes, it is still Christmas time. We are only one week away, seven days from now. It is Christmas. So I just want to say this right now to those of you that celebrate it. Have a Merry Christmas, and I hope you guys have your holiday shopping done. If you don't have your holiday shopping done yet, I had a podcast about a week and a half ago talking about some great holiday gift ideas for the hockey fan in your life. So if you haven't finished your shopping yet, Check out that podcast. You can find it on the Locked on Ducks homepage or look up holiday gift ideas for hockey. I did a podcast about it. I spent an entire maybe seven or eight minutes about different ideas, maybe even longer than that. So check out that podcast. Meanwhile, we're back to Locked on Goals. And before I get into the weekend's games, I want to give a quick shout out to some of the fans out at Pachanga Arena. You guys have been awesome all season long. You've been very kind to me. So I want to thank you all for that. 
Friday night, the Gulls traveled to Colorado at the Budweiser Event Center to take on the Colorado Eagles for two games, a Friday night and a Saturday night. We'll begin with Friday night's game first. That was the Facebook free game. So if you have a Facebook account, you were able to watch that game, and boy were you in for a treat. If you love goaltending, this was the game you needed to watch. I kid you not. First period, there was no scoring, but oh my goodness, both teams had incredible opportunities. Max Jones looked incredible on his line. You know, you had Jason Megna. He was great all night long, getting some fantastic looks. And on the first period, you could tell that both teams were just going towards the goal. They were just going, going, going. And what happened? You had Anthony Stolarz, who was not playing. Guess who started? Kevin Boyle. Kevin Boyle got the start, and he took he took it by storm. And starting for Colorado, Hunter Miska, he looked really good as well. In fact, in the first period, it was 12-10 shots on goal in favor of the Colorado Eagles. Nothing scratched across. Yes, it was that good. And only 55 seconds into the second period, Eric Condra got a slashing penalty for the Eagles. And 11 seconds later, pretty much right off the faceoff, Daniel Sprong held the puck for a couple of seconds. Gave it right up to Brendan Gooley on the blue line and got it towards the net. And Corey Tropp was right there in front of the net, placing it in. And that was a power play goal for your San Diego goals to give them a 1-0 lead. Corey Tropp was at the right place at the right time, but I got to give a lot of credit to Daniel Sprong for jumping in there, for creating the play that he did. Daniel Sprong, for my money, is going to be a fantastic player for the rest of this season in San Diego, and because it's a one-way deal, you know, he'd have to have some consideration if he wants to move up and down. What I think is a great choice of action let Daniel Sprong thrive for this season before calling him up to Anaheim. I mean, there's no reason that Sprong should go up to Anaheim yet. Let him continue his development. He's at a good place. He's at a good pace. He is right where he should be. So for you Ducks fans, look out for that name starting next season, Daniel Sprong. That is a special type of hockey player. Trust me on this one. So that was one nothing. And the shots just kept on coming. And I got to give Kevin Boyle a lot of credit. He made some fantastic saves. A couple of those of the grand larceny type. Where he just put his hand up in the air and said, Give me that! I'm going to snatch that right out of the air. And there was a couple of fantastic shots from the Colorado Eagles that frankly should have went in. Jason Megna had a great shot. But Logan O'Connor... Logan O'Connor had a couple of rifle shots that I thought was going to go in the back of the net. And they did not. Kevin Boyle just robbed Logan O'Connor at least a couple of times during this game. So they tried. This was not for a lack of trying on Colorado's side. Believe me, they did. Later on in the second period, that guy I mentioned, Jason Magna. Yeah, the pest on offense. He scored the game-tying goal for Colorado with assists from Kevin Connaughton and Sheldon Dries to make it a 1-1 to tie game. Oh, boy. I will say there was not many penalties after the first period. Colorado had two power play opportunities, didn't scratch on the board. San Diego was 1 for, or Sorry, Colorado was 0-4. San Diego was 1-2. for two. Their power play is beginning to improve quite a bit. As for their penalty kill, it's been fantastic all season long. Four penalty kills, 
None of them got across. So great job by the goals penalty killing on that. But also the way that Eagles goal was, you know, another one of those, I don't want to say tic-tac-toe, but it was a fast moving goal. And then after that, it was all, all goaltending from there. Kevin Boyle played on top of his head. Hunter Miska, he played out of his mind. He robbed Chris Weidman on a goal that should have went in. And he also robbed Jacob Larson. Jacob Larson, I thought, had a nice little wraparound during the middle of the game that could have went in also. But Hunter Miska, kind of in the same vein as Kevin Boyle, he had a couple of just fantastic robberies during this game. If you have Facebook, go back and watch the game and look at the goaltending on both sides. There were some fantastic saves on both ends. I liked watching this game quite a bit. So that's how the second period would end, a 1-1 tie. And the third period, it was the Kevin Boyle show. Throughout the third period, those were some of his best saves of the night and a couple of great stops on the glove side, a couple of great stops with the pads. He looked fantastic all game long, only allowing the one goal to go through. And nothing scratched across for San Diego either. Colorado had the majority of shots. They had the majority of puck possession. This was a game where the goals had to rely a little bit on their goalie, which is not the best thing. But when Kevin Boyle is playing like that... Watch out, opponents. Watch out. (laughs) After regulation, it was tied 1-1. to At that time, Colorado was leading shots 38-29. to But they weren't done yet because in overtime, there was high octane all around. You've never seen such a fast-moving offense in five minutes. In the overtime alone, San Diego had six shots. Colorado had four shots. These were not gimmies. These were high-quality shots. Both goalies were on top of their game. Go back on Facebook Live. Just watch the overtime and the shootout itself. It is that good. Oh, wait. Did I say shootout? Yeah, it was a shootout that happened at Colorado. Daniel Sprong didn't score, neither did A.J. Greer in the first round. But in the second round, Alex Broadhurst came in fairly slowly, fooled the goaltender, got a goal in, and on the Colorado Eagles side, Martin Kraut was stopped by Kevin Boyle, and this set up Justin Kloos for the game-winning goal, and he got all of it. Justin Kloos, the game-winning shootout goal for your San Diego goals. They went on to win... 2-1 in a shootout, and I know the first star of the game was Alex Broadhurst, but no. My first star of the game is Kevin Boyle. 42 shots, he saved 41 of them. Many of them were of the high-quality caliber, so I gotta give Kevin Boyle a ton of credit for this game. He deserved the first star, in my opinion, Broadhurst, yes, he got the game-winning goal. He scored the game-winner in the shootout. Yes, I get it. Riders in Colorado. But you cannot overlook a goaltending performance like that. That's just my opinion on the first and second star. They both got a star, so it really doesn't matter. But that's who I thought was the first star. Okay, we'll move on. They did it again the following night on Saturday. This was a teddy bear toss night. This one started very early for Colorado as only a minute 22 into the game, the fur flew. O'Connor, that guy I just talked about, yeah, I think he was pretty pissed off that he got robbed a couple of times on the previous night because on the first minute, he just let one rip. 
Logan O'Connor scored the first goal off of Anthony Stolarz, and it was one nothing Colorado, and the fur flew. Something I gotta mention here. I personally love the teddy bear toss. I know if you were listening, the San Diego announcers, they were not too thrilled about how long the teddy bear toss looked, and I, I'm just here for it. It's for a great cause. You know, those bears go to children's hospitals. They go to charities. There are some great causes behind the teddy bear toss. So just sit back and enjoy it. That's just my opinion. So it was one nothing Colorado early on. And then Daniel Sprong sprung into action, scoring his sixth goal of the season. I've mentioned his name already a couple times during the, this podcast. And that tied the game up at one. But the goals got in trouble here as Jacob Larson got a penalty for cross-checking. And Chase DeLeo, he cleared the puck, but it went over the glass. So that resulted in a five-on-three for Colorado. And they were all over it. Got the easy, easy goal on that one. Two to one Colorado after one period. The power play goal went to Kevin Connaughton with the helpers from TJ Tynan and Shane Bowers. Second period, nothing scratch across the board. Colorado had 12 shots in that period to San Diego's nine. Dur- during that first period, it was 17 13 shots on goal for Colorado. Yeah, both teams were very active on their shots. This was a weekend where defense didn't exist as much as it had in recent times. I'm sorry to say this, but there was a majority of the game where the defense was completely non-existent and both teams were just firing away. That's how it happens. Third period. Yeah, it was an empty netter. Sheldon Dries got the empty netter with only a second left in the clock. That one did count. It went in right before the buzzer went off. And that would be your final score. Colorado would win that one 3-1. So during the weekend, Colorado got 3 out of a possible 4 points. San Diego got 2 out of a possible 4 points on this short road trip to Colorado. The shots on goal were, you know, in favor of San Diego on this one, 37-35. Once again, plenty of shots on goal. Anthony Stolarz saw 34 of them. He saved 32. And Adam Werner for Colorado. He stopped 36 out of 37 shots. He looked very impressive on this game as well. However, San Diego did go down on this one on Teddy Bear Toss Night in Colorado. After the second intermission, we will wrap it up and talk about a game that I went to last night against Grand Rapids. And maybe quickly talk about some food. Stay locked in. Hola, mi amigos. Feliz Navidad. Welcome back to Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, although it is technically Locked On Goals. Yeah, we had a bunch of games for San Diego, and we're going to talk about that fourth one right now. Yeah, we have to because I was there, and I will admit I did not tweet nearly as much about the game as I usually do because I was going to cover it on today's podcast. Well, here we are. It is today. It is Locked On Goals podcast. I got to talk about the game. But before we do that, again, I'm shouting out the fans, and I got to give a shout out to Jeff, who usually wears his goals hat. 
He's been very, very friendly to me throughout the years. He comes down to Ontario and checks out games there. He loves the rivalry. And I love the fact that he's brought some of those chants from Nashville to San Diego. They do a fantastic job down there. And also, i got to give a little bit of credit to Bobby Cressy. He's the part-time organist for the San Diego Goals. He's the full-time organist for the Padres, but he comes down to Pachanga Arena once in a while. He plays the organ there, and I love live organ music. You know, he played Video Killed the Radio Star, and I was on top of that. But something else that he played that I just kind of chuckled at, he played the Paw Patrol theme during the game. I just had to look up and say, really? (laughs) I chuckled at that. There was a few moments where I chuckled on this game. And one of those moments where I really chuckled happened during the first period. Um, The San Diego goals got off to a slow start. Grand Rapids scored their first goal of the season on a power play. And this took place on a Alex Broadhurst high-sticking penalty. Eric Tangrati scored on the power play with only 45 seconds left in the period to make it a 1-0 Grand Rapids game. The helpers were from Taro Hiros and Dennis Choloski. So the goals went into the second period, down 1-0. And this is the part where I chuckled internally very loudly. Because right away, the goals were on a penalty kill. At the end of the first period, there was a bit of scuffling going on. Chris Weidman got a penalty for unsportsmanlike. So the goals were down one man. So what do you think they did? Well, they do what they do best. They score shorthanded. I kid you not. Another one. This time, Alex Broadhurst from Antoine Morand. And the way this one materialized. And I still can't believe this even happened. Grand Rapids had a couple of shots on net that really were fast shots. And the puck just kind of deflected out of the blue line. And there was Antoine Morand just kind of sprinting past the defender. And the puck just trickled right by the Grand Rapids player. And Morand was there to pick up the loose change. He skated very fast down on the right side of the ice. And Broadhurst caught it right away. He went down on the left side. So immediately it began a two-on-one break for the goals on the shorthanded side. And they nailed it. So Broadhurst with his fourth goal of the season. This was San Diego's ninth shorthanded goal of the season. We're not even halfway through the season. And they've got nine shorties. That is almost the best in the American Hockey League. The only team with more than that is the Providence Bruins, who scored two shorties just in the past weekend. In fact, they scored those two shorties in one game. So there you go. San Diego would tie the game at one, but the penalties continued for San Diego as Simone Benoit got two minutes for holding. Evgeny Shvienikov scored the leading goal to put Grand Rapids up 2-1 to one on the power play. But San Diego came back strong. And that player that I've mentioned before that is going to be a star in the future, Daniel Sprong. He scored the game-tying goal with about 13 minutes left on the clock. And that brought the crowd to a frenzy as the game was tied at three goals apiece. It would go into overtime. And then that one would go into a shootout. I kid you not. The goals just had a shootout the other day and they did it again against Grand Rapids. Oh, by the way, I should mention at this point, I didn't mention this before, I've kind of kept this as a surprise. As I mentioned before, Grand Rapids is the AHL affiliate of the Detroit Red Wings. The Red Wings have a star goaltender 
who made his first rehab assignment start. That player is Jimmy Howard. Yes, that Jimmy Howard who's played over 500 games for the Detroit Red Wings. That Jimmy Howard who's a world-class goaltender. The plan for Howard is to play in about two to three rehab games. Grand Rapids is in the midst of a six-game road trip. They played at San Diego. They played at Bakersfield. The plan is to have Jimmy Howard start on at least one of those games at Iowa to finish the road trip, and then he will rejoin Detroit. So a little bit of NHL news there. So in the shootout, yeah, Howard looked better than ever. The only goal came off of Taro Hiros to give Grand Rapids the victory 3-2 to last night. So there you go. The goals at least got a point out of that one, and at least they're getting some overtime points here and there. However, They've got to get those wins. They've got to get that extra point there. As far as the standings goes, San Diego is in sixth place, but the Pacific Division is very close. You have your top two obvious teams, Tucson and Stockton, although with the recent trade with the Coyotes and the Devils, the Roadrunners lost a couple of key pieces. So we'll see how that affects Tucson moving forward. Stockton's in an easy second place, and then after that, it is a cluster of the rest of the teams. Ontario's right there. Uh, San Jose has caught up a little bit. Really, it's anybody's race for those final two playoff spots in the Pacific Division. And we here at Locked on Goals will keep you posted on the AHL standings. Before I go, I just want to say that I had a thread post about food, glorious food at Pachanga Arena the poutine there is legit. Talking to the owner last night, you know, he's from Montreal. He loves the poutine that he had in Montreal. And he says it's impossible to bring that exact recipe from there to here. But he feels like he came close. And I will say I've had a lot of poutine in my life. I've been to Canada a plethora of times. This was legit poutine. So if you want some good food, check out a game at Pechanga Arena, Mess Royale. That place had a long line during the first intermission, so I had to wait a little bit, but it's worth it. It is very worth it. With that, I think we're going to wrap things up. You can hear this podcast or previous episodes of Locked on Ducks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, we have a Twitter account. You can follow at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally on Twitter at StimpyJD. Once again, it's only one week until Christmas. There will not be a Locked On Goals next Wednesday because, well, it's Christmas. And we're going to have Christmas off. So look for Locked On Goals probably next Thursday because San Diego does have a couple of games coming up. They play San Jose. They play Stockton. They have the Winter Wonderland game, which takes place on Saturday at Pechanga Arena. So keep a close eye out for that. For Locked On goals which is really locked on ducks i'm jason jd hernandez saying i'll see you at the rink and stay frosty san diego